You are listening to episode 67 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about how to stop hustling and how to create more peace and ease and certainty and weight loss, even during the holidays. I'm master at life and weight loss coach Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hey, hey, welcome back. So before we dive into today's topic, which is all about how do we lose the hustle when it comes to weight loss, I want to talk about the Savor the Holidays workshop coming up November 3rd, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. I'm hosting this workshop specifically to help you enjoy the holidays and still lose weight. And to really set realistic, honest goals with yourself about what types of changes do you want to see? How much time and effort do you have to devote towards things like weight loss and what your schedule looks like? And also feel good about the time with friends and family and parties and being around more food and around things that you typically don't have the rest of the year. What I've noticed is that the number one biggest issue that we have around maintaining our weight loss over the holidays or continuing to lose weight is that the weight loss plan that we typically follow, the way that we are losing weight or the way that we lost weight is not how we want to maintain it. Deep down, this stems from a fear of missing out. We're missing out on food, missing out on feeling connected, missing out on enjoying yourself more. Because typically with most diets and weight loss plans, you have to give up your favorite foods, drinks, the things that you love, the things that taste good. You have to miss out on events or you miss out on enjoying them. So it's either you don't go to certain events, you don't partake because you don't want to need the willpower to say no, so you miss out on the whole thing, or you go But you keep talking to yourself in a way where you still feel deprived and restricted and you're missing out and you're not enjoying yourself. So you could still physically be there, but emotionally you are missing out. It's this lose-lose situation where you're constantly feeling deprived. You either can't go or you go, but you need a lot of willpower and you're always thinking and talking about how you can't do that. And it feels really scary. And I think that's a big thing too, is food is made to be this big, scary, tempting, evil, toxic thing when really we just need to decrease that emotion and decrease the desire for it. And it's not going to feel so big and overwhelming. But along the lines of diets and why it feels harder around the holidays is that a lot of times we need more willpower to say no to all the things that you love. And that typically means that by the end of the year, by the end of the month, by the end of the day, our willpower is just zapped, it's fatigued, and we get to a point where we don't want to keep restricting. Sometimes we've lost our weight or we've lost some weight, and so then we think, okay, now I can eat these foods, but we don't ever change our relationship to the food. And that's the thing is we don't change how we think about it. That's why the weight will always come back. You can have all the right steps. You can have the perfect plan. But if you don't change that internal game, it's not going to make a lick of difference. You're still going to come back to those same thoughts, that same behavior, those same relationships with food, body, exercise, the camera, the scale, all of those things. That's what we want to start to change. And that's what I'm diving into in this workshop. So it's really looking at how do we feel more in control around food? so that you don't feel like you are missing out on events, so that you can go and say yes or no from a place of self-love and a place of peace. So you can lose weight without constantly thinking about food and calories and points or exercise or 
how many burpees you're going to need to do to burn it off. We want to stop the obsessing and the constant thinking about it. That's often what makes dieting and weight loss feel so overwhelming and so exhausting. It's because so much mental bandwidth is put there. More on this in just a sec. (laughs) I'm going to teach you how to make it easy to be consistent with the habits that matter most so that you're really focused on here's what's really going to move the needle. Here's what's really going to change your body composition so that you don't feel burnt out trying to do all the things. And really to look at emotional eating and how to let go of that habit, how to start to change that habit so that you're not eating because you're bored, stressed, tired, anxious, or you simply want to feel connected or you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. So it's really taking ownership of your emotions and how you can regulate those while also not taking responsibility for other people's emotions, which is a big one. And it comes with practice. And that's why I'm hosting this is because this is a great time to practice. This is a great time to implement. And when you start this in November, you can build the runway through the rest of the year and into January to where it feels really seamless. It feels really good to where you can lose 10 pounds the rest of this year without sacrificing your favorite food, drinks, holidays, events, parties, time with the people that you love. You don't have to sacrifice anything. You can lose 10 pounds and feel amazing going into January like you've accomplished something. You feel really good about yourself and good about your progress, and you've got that momentum. You're not waiting and giving yourself two months of bad habits just to say, okay, in in January, I'm going to start over. That's not the type of approach we want to have. This constant start and stop is why you're always losing the same 30, 40, 50 pounds over and over again. So let's break that cycle. Let's break that habit. If you can't make it live, there will be a replay, but it's happening Thursday, November 3rd at 1 p.m. Eastern. Get all the details at www.bodyyoucrave.com forward slash holidays. Now, into today, which kind of is a segue from talking about the holidays and hustling (laughs) and just how busy we can get, I want to talk about hustling for weight loss and what I see as the anti-hustle weight loss plan. One thing I've noticed and seen over the last, I don't know, five, six, maybe-ish years is there's been this idea of you've got to hustle for your goals. You you wake up and hustle. Some of you may have those coffee mugs that say that, or you have different kind of motivational quotes and things around. And I feel like we're just in this hustle culture of we're busy. We got to hustle. We got to move. We got to try to fit everything into these small hours of the day. And there's nothing wrong with having big goals, with going after your dreams, with trying to look at how can you accomplish and do everything. But I also want to talk about this hustle culture because it's a mindset. It's not just the actions of what you're doing. It's how you're thinking about things. And that's often what trips us up when it comes to weight loss. In the weight loss world, there's this fear and urgency around losing weight. I have to do it and I have to do it right now. And so We look at what's going to move the scale tomorrow. What's going to move the scale right now? Instead of looking at what's sustainably going to help you to lose the weight and keep it off a year from now, five years from now, to where it feels easily maintainable, even through the holidays. Okay, so hustle weight loss is based on fear, scarcity, urgency of I have to do it and I have to do it now. So there's a lot of pressure to get these fast results. And because we're focused on the quick results, we are not focused on the long-term sustainability. 
Sometimes this can get picked up as kids when we're really young or as we're going through school around, we've got to be busy. We've got to work hard. We're always challenging ourselves. If it's easy, you're not doing it right. You've got to struggle. Sometimes we pick up some of these narratives around just life in general. And this is one thing I talked about a couple of weeks ago when I had my speaking event. And it was along these lines of we, we just pick up these ideas around our body about food. And we pick up other ideas like you've got to work really hard. Life's a grind. It's a struggle. Money doesn't grow on trees. You've got to work really hard for your money. It could disappear at any time. We've got a lot of thoughts that bleed over into all these different areas. And so with hustle culture and this burnout and exhaustion that it creates, it has this mentality of you've got to grind. You've got to work hard. It's arduous. It's dreadful. And that's how often we think of, of weight loss. When I tell people it can be easy or it can be fun, some people will roll their eyes at me. Some people probably want to punch me in the face. And I get it because I've been there too. (laughs) I've tried to exercise more and eat less and low carb harder and no change on the scale. I've been there. I've been frustrated. I've been in those places where it doesn't seem like it's working and you feel like you're doing all the right things. And then the only solution is you just have to do more. You've got to cut more calories. You've got to cut more carbs. You've got to run more miles. You've got to exercise harder. And that just keeps us grinding and hustling for our goals, but not in a productive way. And we can talk about it from this place of weight loss is hard. It just sucks. It's dreadful. And that doesn't encourage us to want to do anything about it. We dread it. And we talk about other areas of life in a similar way, like parenting or marriage. Parenting during the twos or the terrible threes, it's hard. It sucks. And we just keep these loops and these narratives going about how hard it is, what a struggle it is. And yes, there are parenting moments where it does feel hard. There are times and moments in marriage or in business or in my career or with weight loss where things have felt hard. But we need to take that off the repeat loop. Constantly telling yourself how hard everything is isn't helping. It's not getting you closer. We want to use it as compassion and we don't have to dwell on it the whole time. The one thing I've noticed as well is that we can find glory and how much we do and accomplish every day. So it's love me more because I've done more things. I'm more valuable because I got 12 things done on my to-do list. And we can really beat ourselves up if we don't get all 12 things done when maybe doing two is more realistic. But two is not good enough. We have to do more. So if we're only going to do two, then we might as well do zero. And we have a lot of flawed logic when it comes to how we spend our time, what we have to do, what we should be doing, and really defining and basing our worth and our value, or even it was a good day because I got more of my to-do list done. Or it wasn't a good day. It was a bad day because I only got one thing done, or maybe I didn't get anything done. So that means it's a bad day. We just want to be careful in how we're talking about this, how we're thinking about it, because this is what's going to play into emotional eating. Because if you keep telling yourself how hard weight loss is, how hard parenting is, what a struggle it is, that you're not getting enough done, of course you're going to be reaching for the Oreos at the end of the night to feel better. Of course you're going to open another bottle of wine to distract you from all of this negative self-talk. It makes perfect sense. So we want to be aware of how this kind of hustle culture can lead to burnout, how it gets us really wrapped up in what we're doing, and it's not always the most productive things. And how much time we spend thinking about food and exercise and weight loss. It's insane, like constantly thinking about what are we eating? When are we eating? What are we going to eat next? How many points is this? How many calories is it? I've got to think about it all the time. And there's this obsession that can come about. 
And that's one thing in talking with a lot of prospective clients that they bring up is I don't want to feel like I'm obsessed with weight loss or that it's all consuming. We want to be mindful about it, but we don't want to be dwelling on it and constantly thinking about what are other people going to think or what are they going to say if I don't eat this? Because this zaps your willpower. It increases your diet trauma. It creates more resistance to trying new things, to starting something different. And of course it happens when our goal is to lose as much weight as fast as possible. If I've got to lose 20 pounds this month, if it feels like a big monumental goal, like we're hiking Mount Everest in stilettos, then of course it's going to feel hard and we're going to be thinking about it constantly because it feels like this really big thing. We're also not allowing it to be easy. We're not allowing it to be fun. We're not looking at how can we make this easier? How can we make this more fun? And it doesn't mean, and this is one thing I talked about briefly in a live yesterday, was like, it doesn't mean that we only do what feels easy because what's easy is in our comfort zone. We want to start to step outside of our comfort zone to where things still feel doable, but we are still taking steps forward. We're not just sticking with what feels easy. For me, what felt easy was exercise. That felt easy. What felt really hard and what was outside of my comfort zone and into my growth zone was really questioning, am I hungry? And why do I keep reaching for food when I'm not hungry? It was feeling satisfied and not continuing to eat, to stop eating, even though it tasted really good, even though I wanted more, even though I was bored, even though I kept telling myself how much I hated my job. We want to make stepping into our growth zone feel easy. It's not that we just stay in the comfort zone. It's that we step into the growth zone. We start taking some steps forward and we do it 1% at a time. That's what helps to make it feel easy. We start focusing on what action is truly going to move the needle forward. But to go back to this, I have to lose as much weight as fast as possible. This, I need to hurry up and get there because there is better than here. That's all focused on, I want to feel a certain way and I can't feel that way until I've lost the weight. So it's, I want to feel pretty, sexy, confident. I want to feel accomplished, proud, successful. And I'm not going to feel that way. I don't get to feel that way until I have this thing. So until I have lost the weight, I don't get to feel the way I want to feel. And we are making our results responsible for how we think and feel about ourselves. Rather than deciding, here's how I want to think and here's how I want to feel. And that's what's going to allow me to create the results I want. We're going to put it at the end. So it's just a thought error. We just got it backwards. We think that once I have the results, then I get to feel the way I want about myself. When really it's, I'm going to think and feel the way that I want, and that's what's going to create the results. That's what we want to shift. Getting there isn't going to change how you think about yourself. How you get there is how you'll be there. How you get there is how you'll stay there. If you are nitpicking your body as you're losing the weight, that's how you're going to be there. And that's the other thing that we forget is that if we're trying to hustle and grind to lose the weight, that's what we have to do in order to maintain it. And that sounds miserable. When you're in a constant state of hustling for your results, they're not going to last. And we can see this in so many different areas of how this is true. You've got to be changing this conversation about yourself. You've got to start to be intentional about how you think and feel about you and why it is that you're after this goal and what this truly looks like, especially around the holidays when we have travel, weekends, events, parties, extra responsibilities, buying gifts, wrapping gifts. There can be more on our plate and it can be such a wonderful time of year. But we also want to look at how do I still maintain these habits? How do I still maintain my weight loss goals and this plan 
looking at not hustling to get there, not having to just add more to our plate to where we feel even more overwhelmed and even more burnt out. What is the solution then? Instead of hustling, we want to focus on committed action. We want to be taking action from a different mindset. We want to feel committed. We want to feel certain. We want to feel calm. So it might be hustling versus calm, hustling versus certain. This is where you get to decide what emotion is going to help you more. But it's all in how you're thinking about it. We can be taking the same action and one person can be feeling really committed, really certain, really driven as this is what I want. Somebody else could be hustling and really uncertain and really scared and feeling a lot of urgency of I have to do this now because of what I'm making it mean about myself. Are you taking action from a place of lack and not being enough or needing to fix yourself? On the flip side, we want to look at are you taking action from a place of peace, ease, commitment, belief? We can get hung up thinking, I don't hustle. I'm not going to see the results I want or I'm not going to see them fast enough. So we can get really hung up on the timeline of everything. Because again, if I don't get to feel the way I want to feel until after I've lost the weight, then of course I'm going to want to hurry up and get there. I really just want to feel better about myself. And instead of doing the harder work of changing how we think about ourselves right now, we think, well, I just need to change my body size, shape, or weight, and that's going to make me think and feel differently. And that's where we often go wrong. I know I've used this example before, but if you were to lose one pound per week for a year, you're looking at about 50 pounds down, okay? So for most people, if you're looking to lose 50 plus pounds, there are going to be some weeks where you're going to lose more than that, like some weeks where you're going to lose two, three, four pounds. That's just how our bodies work. It's not always going to be one pound per week, but let's just say on average, if you go with something that's going to be steady and consistent and you focus on that, knowing that there are going to be some small ups and downs, so some weeks you might gain a pound, some weeks you might maintain, but most of the time you are losing and you're losing consistently, that's what it looks like. So now you're 50 pounds down. You've now gone from 200 pounds at the start of the year to 150 pounds at the end of the year. If you have a goal of losing 30 pounds in three months, but you don't do it in a way that feels sustainable, that feels doable, that feels enjoyable, then you end up regaining the weight back. So you're in this constant state of losing and gaining. So you lose 30 pounds at the beginning of the year, you gain it back in the spring. You lose 30 pounds over the summer, you gain it back over the holidays. And you end up one year later, the exact same place you were last year, plus an entire year in diet hell, hating your body and your life. Six months out of the year, feeling like you are in this diet jail, unable to break free and being mentally and emotionally exhausted. And that's the other piece here that we don't often talk about that I bring up in these different workshops that I do is the mental and emotional toll that regaining weight and being overweight has on us because we are not focused on our thinking, because we aren't changing how we talk to ourselves in the process. But this is very common to go on a strict low-carb diet, to cut out sugar, to cut out alcohol, to do these things, to get these quick results but the results don't last because it wasn't sustainable and also because we're emotionally eating. And we don't often recognize the, the excuses and justification and the permission that we give ourselves to then eat, especially after we've lost the weight. A little won't hurt. I've already spent the money. I don't want to waste it. Somebody's better enjoy it. I guess it'll be me. We can have a lot of excuses and justifications that come up. And the holidays is no different. We have just as many excuses and justifications around the holidays, if not maybe more. And then we're eating to people please on top of it. And we have food pushers and we've got extra food and lots of sweets and 
parties and things that are typically not the norm. And so we want to start to look at this is the norm for this season of life. This is what the holidays typically look like, and it doesn't have to be a problem. It doesn't have to derail your weight loss goals. So we want to look at how to make it simple, how to make it small, and that's how you're going to make it consistent with also the right thought patterns. So where do we go from here then? All right, because we know we need to change our conversation. We know that we need to change how we're thinking about these things. We want to be taking action from a place of belief and from a place of certainty and confidence. So what do we actually do? What is this anti-hustle weight loss plan? It starts in our mind with how we're thinking about things. That piece we have to get right. It has to be there. It can't just be about the action. It's about how we're thinking about it and the confidence that goes underneath it. But I do also want to make sure that I emphasize that we are focusing on the things that make the most impact on our lifestyle, on our health, on our overall well-being, as well as on our weight loss. And that's going to be number one, eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're satisfied. I know it's simple. It sounds really easy. Sometimes it does feel really easy. Sometimes it feels really hard. And that's because of emotional eating. It's because a lot of times our brain has learned that food or alcohol has become a very rapid, reliable, and effective sense of relief. That's it. It's normal. It's how our brains are wired to seek pleasure and avoid pain via the path of least resistance. It wants to conserve energy. It wants to do what it's always done. That's how it's designed and that's how it's programmed. So it's normal that we're going to be overeating and emotionally eating, okay? especially during the holidays. That's why you don't want to miss out on the Savor the Holidays workshop where I'll be diving into that specifically around this time of year. But really focusing on, am I hungry before I eat? And have I had enough? That's the number one starting point when it comes to weight loss. Just that. You don't have to change what you are eating. I just want you to start to think about, am I truly hungry? Have I had enough? From there, we want to look at sleep and water, probably in that order. And the more that we are sleeping, the more it decreases cravings, the more it energizes us. Just like with water, the more water we're drinking, the more it energizes us, the more it decreases cravings, the more it helps to fuel our body. And when our bodies are rested, when it gets enough sleep, when it gets enough water, when it's hydrated, it then can divert resources to other things like weight loss and burning fat instead of just trying to maintain and keep you alive. Stress around the holidays is also going to be another factor because when your body is in this heightened state of stress and it's in this fight, flight, freeze response, and it's constantly thinking that there's a bear about to attack, that's what it's internalizing. It might just be your mother-in-law and wanting to please her or impress her with a gift, but your mind sees it as like this bear that could come jumping out of the woods and eat you at any moment. Your body's at this heightened state of alert. It slows down your digestion and it focuses a lot more resources onto the basic functions of keeping you alive and keeping you on the go and ready to run at any moment. It's not going to be focused on burning fat and on weight loss. And so this is an important piece because a lot of times we talk about the holiday 10 or the holiday 15 and how easy it is for people to gain weight. And part of it is because of the food. Part of it is the biology of our bodies and how we are not being aware of our emotions and how they are driving things. We're not aware of how our body functions on this holistic standpoint. And we then are overindulging in food. We're overeating, emotionally eating, things like that on top of the biology piece. So there's going to be a variety of things working in conjunction. But those are the starting points. You drink at least 65 ounces of water per day. And ideally, you want to get to half your body weight in ounces of water. That's the goal. But if you're not at that 65 ounces regularly each day, start there. And then every week, 
I want your goal to go up 10 ounces. But you don't move on. You don't increase until you are there five to six days out of the week. You don't have to get perfection, but we want to be at that 80 to 90% before we start to increase. Same thing with sleep. You want to be at the seven to nine hour range. If you right now are getting in that five to six hour range, that's fine. We want to look at, okay, can you get 30 more minutes? Can you go to bed a little bit earlier? Can you get up a little bit later? How can you improve the quality of your sleep? That's another factor that I look at with clients. It's not just about the numbers of how much sleep you're getting. It's the quality of it. But this is what we want to be focused on during the holidays because a lot of times it's colder. We aren't thinking about drinking water. We aren't as thirsty. Sometimes we have other beverages in our hand. (laughs) Maybe it's a pumpkin spice latte or a peppermint mocha, right? It doesn't always have to be alcohol related. But sometimes we're just drinking other beverages. We're not paying attention to our food, to our hunger, to have I had enough. We get caught up in excuses like I've got to clean my plate. I don't want to waste it. Somebody else paid for it. It would be rude not to eat some. I better get my money's worth out of it. You know, so just really having a lot of grace and compassion for yourself this time of year as well. This is the time when we want to get really focused on how we're thinking and feeling about this process. And again, if you think about it from the place of how do I build the runway that's going to launch me into 2023? That's what I want you focused on. You've got two and a half months right now where you can create some incredible results, where you can be running into the new year 10 pounds down without missing out on any of your favorite stuff. And I'll show you how. Your first step is going to be to join me for Savor the Holidays on November 3rd, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. If you can't join me live, a replay will go out, but make sure you watch it. You can also schedule a free consultation and I'll walk with you side by side through the holidays and show you how to actually implement this, how to do it, how to build the consistency, how to build the belief, how to let go of the hustling and the hustle and grind and the overwhelm and anxiety that can come this time of year so that you truly can enjoy the holidays and lose weight and build this amazing, incredible start to the new year. If you'd like some help, if you want to chat about what this would look like for you, then you can schedule your free call at www.bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule and find a day and time on my calendar that works for you. And we'll go through and we'll look at where are you now? What is your starting point? Where do you want to be at the end of the year? Where do you want to be by next summer? And we'll start to look out and gauge out what are these goals. And then I'll help you address the obstacles and roadblocks that are standing in your way, the specific things that come up for you. That's what's important here. The the philosophy, the framework is the same, but implementing it person by person looks different because we all have different challenges. We all have different excuses. We all have different things that come easy and natural to us. This is where we start to focus on what does this look like for you? How do you do this and be successful? Join me for Savor the Holidays. You can register at www.bodyyoucrave.com forward slash holidays. What I'm most excited about is that you're going to walk away feeling so much peace and contentment and excitement about moving into the holidays where you can really let go of the fear and the anxiety and the worry about trying to maintain your weight loss or trying to lose weight during the holidays. I'll show you how to make this feel simple and easy and dare I say fun. We can make this fun and we can really, truly enjoy and savor this time of year without sacrificing weight loss, without sacrificing our goals and our hopes and our dreams. All right, y'all. Here's to creating the life and body you crave. 
If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop, Five Keys to End Emotional Eating and Lose Excess Weight for Life. You'll learn the counterintuitive reason why all your attempts to restrict food over the years has actually led to weight gain and the mental switch you need to flick that'll have you dropping pounds without sacrificing wine, carbs, or the food you love. Get all the details at bodyyoucrave.com.